welcome to another episode of Parminio. The agenda of the CEO. What is it and how do we use it to become a more effective and masterful chief of staff? That's what we're going to be exploring on this episode of the podcast. Now, on our last episode, we discussed a way to articulate the role of the chief of staff that gives it greater meaning and purpose, that reduces uncertainty about the role, and increases confidence in the role. And what we did was we used a high-level unifying theme and vision um, to do that. And what we said was that invariably the role of the chief of staff is to drive and implement the agenda of the CEO. And how the chief of staff does that is by synchronizing and prioritizing the people and what they're working on, the processes and the projects within the organization, and they drive the agenda of the CEO through the operating cycle. And the chief of staff invariably uses four basic skill sets to do that. Project and process skills, proxy representational skills, scheduling and prioritizing, and strategy and advisory. And if you wanted to drill it down to one more le level, you could say, well, within project and process, I could use stakeholder management skills, I could use organizational change management, I could use goal setting best practices, and I'm using all of those essential skill sets, again, to drive through the agenda of the CEO through the operating cycle. Now, this kind of begs the question as to what is the agenda of the CEO? And roughly, you can say, well, it's the vision and values of the CEO. It's the objectives and goals and the strategy that they are setting. Um, if you look at the research uh, from organizations such as McKinsey and Bain and Boston Consulting Group, they do a lot of writing and work on the agenda of the CEO, but they don't really never define what specifically the agenda includes. They talk about things that are on the agenda of the CEO, such as sustainability and climate change and things like that, but they don't crystallize what the agenda is. So that's what we're going to do here. And what we're going to use as a marker or a proxy to represent the agenda is Mark Benioff from Salesforce, um, what he calls his V2 mom document. And this is a document that he first put together in 1999 when he founded Salesforce. Obviously, it's worked very well for him. He's grown the organization to 30,000-some employees. It's a, obviously a huge success. Um, but the V2 Mom is a really good representation of the CEO agenda. And it's a, a way to do it in a simplistic manner, but captures raw thinking in intimate details around what the agenda is. And so V2 MOM, what it stands for is vision, values, methods, and methods can be interchanged for objectives, obstacles, and measures. And so that's what the V2 MOM is. And so within Salesforce, Mark Benioff has been putting together his V2 MOM every year. And actually, um, what the way Mark talks about the V2 Mom is that it is a tool to create alignment within the organization, much like uh, OKRs are used. And actually, there's two components of OKRs within V2 Mom. 
methods and measures. So if we take the V2 mom, vision, values, methods, obstacles, and measures, and we say, how do we use this? And how do we understand um, what's within it to become a more effective chief of staff? Um, let's kind of explore that and how we would do that. Now we know vision is a desirable, challenging future state, um, which is a destination that we want to go towards. How do we use vision and our knowledge of the CEO's visions to become a more effective chief of staff? Well, first and foremost, what I want to do if I am looking at the vision of my partner, the CEO, is I really want to understand what it needs. And so I want to be able to understand intimately how the vision relates to the values of the organization, relates to our objectives and the things that we're measuring. So I really understand what are the things, the most important things that we need to do to move forward and arrive at that vision. Um, if I was starting a job for a CEO, I would want to have a conversation about that vision. Just have them articulate it for me so I can have a really good, deep understanding of what it is. Because ultimately, what I want to be able to do as the chief of staff is I want to be able to articulate that vision using consistent language and supporting themes. And I want to be able to stay on message when I'm discussing that vision along with the objectives that support it and the values of the organization. If I can do those things, then I can do a couple of things. First and foremost, I can act as an effective proxy for my partner. Because I can articulate the vision and describe it with consistent language and common themes and how the objectives and strategy of the organization support that vision, I can be a much more effective representative and proxy for my partner. Now we know that one of the core and common dilemmas of CEOs is time management. Um, CEOs are constantly struggling about where to spend their time. Um, should I go to this meeting? Should I be here? Can I send a delegate uh, in my place at this event? If you are an effective proxy and representative of your partner, you make their job a lot easier with regards to time management. Because now, um, if they know that you are a fluid and well-versed representative and can speak for them fluently and understand how they think about issues and problems and decisions, it makes it a lot easier for them to have you go and represent them in certain um, circumstances, events, and meetings. So your knowledge of their vision and how it relates to the objectives and strategies and values of the organization is an effective tool for you to do in terms of your capabilities as a proxy. Secondly, um, you can reinforce their vision within the organization. And so you can extend their shadow across the organization and magnify it. Now we know from our work on vision, and if you listen to the work on the message and mission, the vision podcast, what we said was that simple themes and common messages articulated within a vision that are reinforced they become more familiar within the organization. As they become more familiar, they become more true and believable. And as that happens, people align behind the vision in a more uh, 
effective manner. So by reinforcing the vision and reinforcing and articulating it throughout the organization in appropriate manners, all helps you to extend the vision and extend the shadow of the CEO throughout the organization. Because you have a deeper knowledge of the vision and how it relates to the objectives and strategy and values of the organization, you can then become a better advisor to your partner. Um, what objectives that you're working on, what initiatives, what projects, how do they relate, how are they constrained by resources. So it allows you to better prioritize things and become a better advisor to your partner. And then finally, because you know the importance of the vision and the uh, objectives and strategy are helping you to get there, you can, you can articulate the importance of these things in a more fluid and effective way to people within the organization. And we know um, goal importance is one of the biggest factors to getting goal commitment. So the more you can articulate the importance and the reasons that you are doing specific things, the more people will have increased goal commitment within the organization. So for me, I really want to have a deep sense and understanding of the vision of my partner within the organization and how it relates to their values and their objectives and the things that we're measuring. So that is how we use vision to become a more effective chief of staff. Now let's move on to values. Now values obviously are the things that are important within the organization and they play out within the organizational culture. Um, within the V2 uh, mom document, of course, there's a section for values and that would be where uh, Mark Benioff or any CEO would write down the things that are valuable and important to them. What Simmerly says, who, Simmerly who's done a lot of work in organizational culture and values, Simmerly says that the real organizational values play out in three areas. Number one, modes of conduct, so how things get done. Number two, communication styles. How are things communicated? What's communicated? And number three, decision-making styles. So those three things, if you look at how they really happen within an organization, will tell you things that are valued in the organization that might not be on in a document like a V2 mom document that, but you want to be very aware of as a chief of staff. Let's just go through a couple examples on decision-making styles. Number one, let's look at Bezos and Amazon. And what do we know about his decision-making style and what's valued in Amazon? Number one, we only need 70% of the information to make decisions, right? That's what Bezos says. Number two, if you can't make a decision, uh, you escalate and have it made so we're not wasting time. And number three, we disagree and commit, which means even if me, Jeff Bezos, disagree with the decision but the group is making it, I'm going to get on board and commit to it and go forward. So what this means is that if I am a chief of staff within Amazon and we know this decision-making style is plays out within the organization is and valued, I need to reinforce that within the organization. That's something that's valued. It's something that's valued by Jeff Bezos, regardless if it's on his V2 mom document. It's something that is valued within the organization. As a chief of staff, you need to reinforce that within the culture. We can use another example 
from um, Salesforce.com in the V2 Mob document. Within Salesforce, they actually use the V2 Mom document as a decision-making tool. Let's just look at how that's done. First of all, um, as we're making decisions, we can say, well, does this decision and what we're talking about, how does it align with our values, right? And we know what our values are. Um, we discuss them, we articulate them. How does this align with it? Second, we can say, how does, how does this decision or what we're talking about support our vision? Does it align with our vision? Does it help us get there faster? How does it work within that? We can also say, how does it support our objectives? Is it one of our objectives? If it's not, and it doesn't support our objectives, which is on our V2 mob document, why are we talking about it? And we can also say, you know, how, how are we going to measure it? Will we be able to measure it effectively? What are our feedback loops? How do we make adjustments to it as we're measuring it? So all of those things come from the V2 mob document. Now, if you're within Salesforce and you are using this V2 mob document, it's part of your role then to reinforce that as a decision-making tool within the organization, right? And it's because it's a valued piece of their culture. So we can see from those two examples how decision-making styles tell us and show us what's valued in the organization. Now, if you're a new chief of staff moving into an organization, you want to understand these things because you need to be reinforcing them as part of your role within the organization. Now, if you're in an organization and you see misalignment between your partner stated values. So if I go into Salesforce and Mark Benioff says, you know, these are the things that I'm valuing as part of our organization and we want to imprint into our culture as we're, as we're moving forward. If I see misalignment in the actual behavior of the organization, then I have to take note of it and say, how are we going to move and correct this? It could be that I'm in a meeting and I, I, I make some statements about correcting how we're operating. Or I could have discussions with my partner and say, here's some of the things I'm seeing that are misaligned with, with our values. And it's either small and isolated or it could be more widespread. But it's your role and duty to escalate and let your partner know what's actually going on in the organization, even if it could be bad news. So when we see misalignment between stated values that your partner wants and values that are playing out in the organization, those are things you want to make note of uh, that need to be corrected. Okay, so let's move on to methods. And methods can be interchangeable with objectives, right? Methods and objectives are very similar. The things I want to know about objectives is if I'm going through them and I'm looking at them on the V2 mom document, say I'm just starting a new role, is I want to have clarity and I want to understand the prioritization of these is. Um, are there dependencies, right? Or does one have to be done before another? Are there resource constraints? Are there shared resource within these objectives? Knowing those things will help me to prioritize and synchronize them better, right? As we're working things and putting things through the operating cycle. Second, I want to understand what the key, who the key people are that are going to be helping us to uh, achieve these objectives. Who are the people and why? 
What are the projects or initiatives that are underway that help us to achieve these objectives? Are there any problems? Who's working on them? And what are the shared resources or resource constraints that we have that are associated with these objectives and agenda? So asking those questions and understanding them will help me have a much greater insight as I get started with my role as the Chief of Staff. Um, the next uh, item on the V2 MOM document is obstacles. And obstacles are the things that are getting in our way from achieving our vision or our objectives. Um, and some of our objectives might be related to these obstacles and knocking them down and moving them away. But what I want to understand is, okay, here's the obstacles and here's why. And then what are we planning to do about it? How, how do we address these obstacles so that we can have greater success? Um, finally, the last item on the V2 mom list is measures. Uh, measures can be uh, substituted for key results. So measures, key results. Looking at the measures, the things I want to know is how are we measuring them and when and how? What are our feedback loops so that we're reviewing them in a timely manner? And how are we making adjustments if we're seeing that we're off target? So those could be things like operational reviews, um, business reviews, when are they done and how, and how is it working? Because if we're not having appropriate amounts of time for, for rapid feedback to make adjustments and alterations um, as we get our measures, then we're gonna have a problem. All right, so we've looked at the V2MOM document here. It's an effective document that embodies the CEO agenda. We understand the vision of the CEO, where they want to take us, what's the destination. I want to understand how that relates to the values, the objectives, and, and, and the strategy of the organization so I can be a more effective proxy and representative of the CEO. As I understand the values, I want to be reinforcing those in my behaviors and actions within the organization. If I see misalignment, I want to make sure my partner knows so we can take corrective actions on that. As I better understand the objectives, I can then work to better prioritize and synchronize them within the organization. And as I understand the obstacles, I can see the things that we need to be taking care of so that we're achieving our goal and our vision. And then finally, measures, making sure that I understand how we're measuring them, what the feedback loops are, how we take corrective actions and adjustments. So you can see that if you can master and have a deep, intimate understanding of the agenda of the CEO, you can use it to be a much more effective chief of staff. If you're a CEO and you're planning to hire a, a chief of staff, this is a great document to have, the V2 mom. You probably already have something like it, um, but this document here is succinct, it's crystallized, it's sharp, and it can be used in a very uh, rigorous manner in, in addition with a chief of staff that you might be hiring so they can have a deep, intimate understanding of what you're trying to achieve and what's on your agenda. So I would highly recommend that you put something together like this if you're a CEO of a, of a startup that's growing and you're looking to hire a chief of staff. This is a great place to start in terms of how you want them to understand what's important, what needs, needs to be done within your organization. 
If I'm the, uh, a new chief of staff starting up in an organization, I want to say, I want to understand what my CEO's agenda is. So I want to go through these items. If they don't have a V2 mom document, I want to walk through these items with it and have them articulate these things, right? So I can have a deeper understanding of how the pieces connect with each other, how they interoperate, so that I can become a much more effective chief of staff and value partner. All right, we hope this uh, podcast has been helpful for you in terms of defining what the agenda of the CEO is. And I want to thank you for listening again to another episode of Parminio.